Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. How are we doing this? Well, since I started, hey everyone, we're starting Hi. our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, another weekend gone by. And yep. actually, this is the halfway point, Carrie. We yeah. have watched exactly 35 movies, and that's half of 70. I mean, okay, I've watched exactly 32 movies. Wait, 31 and like a half. Oh yeah, because you haven't watched all of them. I never finished Forever Christmas, and then there was a few others that I haven't actually watched but i did make up for it because i did watch the chris the the up tv ones that's true but we don't cover those here and we watch the netflix <laughs> so we're above 35 yeah we are above 35 because i guess if we're counting those we're probably closer to 40 but in the overall scheme of things of hallmark and lifetime and everybody listening and watching we're at the halfway point Woohoo! we're like almost to the finish line not Yay! that we really want to get there quick <laughs> I mean, honestly, we're, I feel like this is like so much of a downturn. What do you mean? For some reason, I just feel like there's not as many movies happening. Like we're on the downslope. Well, we are since now the number is going to be shrinking. We have less to watch then. I know, but it just feels like in my brain, it feels like there's a lot less left than there are to watch, even though then even though we're technically at the midpoint. In my brain, it feels like we've watched a ton. Yeah. So I feel like it feels like we've watched more than we actually have so we really like I don't know I, I understand I also think it feels that way because I don't think they've announced every like all the movies so far like they've announced most of them but I don't think that equals 35 movies so maybe that's why because we yeah. don't know all of them yet to like look forward to maybe things to ponder I saw the first uh I saw some new previews today actually so I was like oh that's what these are oh you did yeah for ones that we already know about or I can't remember I was just like I don't recognize this <laughs> so I don't know I have a bad memory I didn't realize that there were two carousel ones because we haven't talked about the December ones yet which we will this week so yeah two yeah. ones that feature carousel mainly and then Christmas in Vienna had a carousel so there's three yeah we got carousels we got violins we need one more we'll have like some weird bingo trifecta <laughs> there felt like there was a lot of ring ones because there was like the Christmas ring and a ring for Christmas but mm. I think it was only because they were like all on the same weekend you know so it felt like a lot to me that's true I know what the third thing could be. I was going to mention this in Godwink, but I'll mention it here too. Berets. Because I, I also mentioned it in Christmas in Vienna. You did. There have been a lot of b women wearing berets this season. Are they all the same beret? They just repeating the clothes? I mean, I'm sure there's some repeats of like red ones, but there have been a lot like every scene the girl's wearing a beret and I'm like, what is this? Maybe that can be one of the things. Maybe. We'll have to keep our eye out. Well, it kind of hits you in the face anywho let's move on to the reviews and yes. i'm dr seuss because i'm rhyming <laughs> we're going to cover the lifetime movies first and they kind of started strong for me at least because with t a taste of christmas with Giles marini and the girl whose name i don't remember <laughs> her name is which is terrible annie krueger annie krueger so this one was where she was helping her aunt who was Nia Vardalos helps her aunt open her restaurant, and Jules is the chef she falls in love with. Yeah, except for does she really help her? 
This was an issue that I had with the movie. The aunt doesn't know that she's doing it the whole time. It's a cousin, right? They're cousins. I thought she was her aunt. Oh, I thought they were cousins. Maybe she is her cousin. I don't I don't know. They're related. Yes, they are related. But like she didn't Nia didn't know that this was happening no, until she showed nice up. Surprise. Yeah, but isn't it odd that you go through all the trouble to open a restaurant and then you don't even like you have this dream of having this restaurant, you don't even get to potentially be there on the opening day because somebody opened it for you? Hmm. That's true. I don't know. I guess you have to weigh it against she really wanted to open Christmas Eve versus delaying so she can really be there. I don't know. I didn't mind that part. So I didn't even think of that. I was like, oh, that's kind of nice that she's opening it for her. Taking care of all the hard work. Well, I mean, she didn't seem to be unhappy about it. And spoiler, she gets to come to the end of the movie. Like she gets to be there. But I don't know. I was just thinking, I can't believe you're doing this behind her back. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like was that Nia wasn't in more of the movie. It was like a call at the beginning, I'm trapped in Rome, and then a call in the middle, and then at the end she shows up. I wanted her more in the movie. I agree. And I was just going to say there's no, there was like zero, there was no food person who came in to say that the place was ready to be a restaurant. (laughs) These things like are things that I think about because I worked 10 years in restaurants. There was like nobody who was coming through to make sure that it was like approved to actually serve people in it and open. Well, that's true. But one, you need to stop being logical, Carrie. (laughs) Stop being who you are, Carrie. (laughs) Yeah. And two, was it an actual opening though? Like they didn't charge those people for food. So it's almost like we're serving everyone this nice Christmas dinner, but like as a party group thing, not as a restaurant, quote unquote. So technically we're not doing anything illegal. I think it's illegal. (laughs) Well, we know who will end up in jail because they opened a restaurant. And it's not going to be Annie <laughs> Kruger. Through a party. <laughs> it's going to be Nia. She's going to end up in in jail. Her name's on the deed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> her and her Jill's. Her yep. and the guy. <laughs> not Santa Claus, though. There wasn't a Santa in this movie, was there? No, because remember she said, oh, the guy, he looks like Santa Claus. I remember him. And then Jill's shows up and she's like, you're not Santa. Yes. Well, I asked because I didn't we think that Santa was the connector for all the Lifetime movies this season? Oh. But yeah, there talk- wasn't any Santa magic. What? No, I'm just trying to think through the movie. Because some of them <laughs> I feel like have been more subtle. You know, not like obvious Santa magic. But I could also be thinking of a Hallmark movie right now. Because <laughs> I don't have one in my head. I just know that I have seen it. So I don't know which one it was. I feel like normally there's at least a Santa featured, even if it's not magic per se. Like they'll at least pass a Santa and then that could be subtle. But there wasn't well, and, like any Santa Claus. But this there was a reference to Santa, to the guy who looks like yeah, Santa. I guess we could count that. I don't know. I'll have to go back and review my notes for the other movies that I've watched to find out if I actually see it. Because, like, some of them, like, the Yule blog was, like, strong. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or a Welcome Home Christmas at the end. Oh, yes. Yeah, Santa you trying to remember what shows the end up was? in that one. That's right. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. like, do I remember this movie? You can tell it got a nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I like this movie. It made me laugh a couple of times because they just had silly antics. So, like, between her and him. And I just thought it was funny. So I liked that. You didn't really care for her though, right? 
I thought there were funny parts. There were things that happened that were funny. She was very up and down for mm-hmm. me. Super like, we can do this. No, we can't. We can do this. No, we can't. Like her personality, if I was her friend in real life, I wouldn't be her friend in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. I didn't notice that about her. I didn't notice that. And I thought that I could be friends with her because she kind of is. I mean, before she decides to settle down, she does all kinds of odd jobs and, you know, trying to find her thing. But she didn't have a job at all, right? I mean, she does odd jobs, but nothing is like a actual job. Like that she does consistently is what I mean by like she's a job jumper kind of. Yeah, because she's trying to find her thing. I feel like it's consistent odd jobs. She probably doesn't just walk someone's dog one time and then never walks a dog again. Yeah, but I felt like it's more like not trying to find her thing, just doesn't want to be tied down to one thing. I thought she said that she was trying to find her thing and she hasn't found anything that really fit. Maybe that's true. I don't remember that part, but that could have happened. (laughs) (laughs) Way to pay attention, Carrie. I know. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That's okay. You You didn't like this one as much as I did, so... No, and his accent was kind of wowzers. So his accent, I mean, it kind of bothered me, but I mostly let it slide since it's not like he's an American trying to do that accent where it would be really annoying. He's French trying to do that accent. So it's like adjacent Italian. So I'm okay with it. (laughs) I feel like he knows better what an Italian person sounds like and can make it better than someone who's normally just like an American accent or something. I agree. I just wit I kind of like I think they could have just I mean, is he in real life? I can't remember what his voice actually sounds like in real life. Does he have an accent in real life? Yeah, in real life he has a an accent. A French accent, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because he's French. <laughs> okay. Because um, I'm pretty sure he he like in Brothers and Sisters is pre- is fairly strong. Maybe he made it stronger for the thing, but I yeah. don't remember. Like I don't remember super details on things. For somebody who's super detailed, this is like crazy. But I forget things on television shows that I've watched. I mean, we had that conversation. I'll even forget the order in which things happen. I forget that things completely happen. I'm very bad at like retaining it long term. I don't know. I just feel like they could have written a storyline where he wasn't Italian. I don't know. I don't know why. Why didn't I mean, the, Why didn't he play in the one where you were like, "Oh, this guy isn't really French." Wasn't there one this season that you were like, "No, that wasn't a Christmas well, movie." Well, I watched. Okay, this is a tangent. I watched Christmas in Paris, and he really was French. And then I watched another one. I think it was Hallmark, and he was French Canadian. That's the one. So it was kind of okay i was just thinking why don't we use like if you're gonna write a story about french people why don't you go for the french actors first you know what i'm saying or i mean i don't know of any italian actors so i'm sure they're out there they could have found one that's my point i mean it would have been nice if they made him a french chef and then he could have just been himself but the whole thing was you know nia's character being italian and in italy so he had to be from italy so she italian or is she greek because i'm so confused now. Oh, in real life? No, I'm just making a joke because she was in my big fat. Well, I couldn't tell because <laughs> you've been struggling. So I was like, oh no. You're like, Carrie, what's wrong Italian. with you? Have you been drinking? No, I have not. Oh gosh. Okay. I think we can rate this movie now. Can I say one more thing about the storyline that kind of bothered me? Sure. And I would, because I would love to know. Well, there's two things. First, why is the dog in all of these restaurants? <laughs> 
Because he's a very important part. I want part. to know. I love dogs. I love dogs. They're not supposed to be in restaurants, though. Okay. I have two things. Second. Uh, did you have a comment about that? I have a comment about the dog. So, first of all, I think because it's a small town, the rules are different. Because I'm pretty sure I've seen animals in restaurants before. Second of all, she wouldn't let the dog walk. She carried him everywhere. And then when she went to the restaurant, she sat him on a counter instead of sitting on the floor. <laughs> and then she left him on the counter. That's I was true. like, what is this? This is crazy talk. Like, can this dog not walk? That was my only thing. I thought it was weird. And it's a super well-behaved dog because my dog would not have stayed on that counter. I know. I just thought it was very <laughs> odd that she had to carry him everywhere. Okay. You can do your second point now. Yeah. My second point was, I was like, why is she buying Christmas trees when you need to clean the counters? Maybe I missed that part when she did that. Because it did look really good at the end. But I thought she was doing like decorative stuff. And we need to make it to where people can come in here and eat. And it was rough when she first showed up. Did you feel like she wasn't actually working on, on it? I can't say. <laughs> I don't remember. I think I... <laughs> Hopefully this is not your first podcast, guys. Um, <laughs> this is like... I'm not usually so hyper-logical. I'm a little logical, but I'm not usually this hyper-logical. And for whatever reason, it came out with this movie. Yeah, I did not notice any of that. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we can rate. <laughs> well, mine were all threes. Honestly, that's kind of what I... That's what I rated it to. I was like, I probably should have given them less. Her st The style got bumped up by her last outfit, even though I didn't care for the fact that she didn't put a coat on over it. And she's like standing out there with her shoulders showing, but the outfit itself was really nice. I thought you were going to say you bumped it down because I knew you didn't like that she didn't wear a coat. <laughs> no, I just liked, I liked the whole outfit and that's the only reason it didn't get it to. But other than that, I don't really remember any style thing that really stood out to me. That's kind of why I think I did it as threes across the board was I felt like when I thought about the set and the style and the storyline and the Christmas, nothing really stood out to me about any of it. Yeah. That's why it's all threes. Should that be two? Two. <laughs> no, it can be threes. Okay. Middle of the road. But I, I really liked her last outfit too. I thought it was super cute. And it was different. We don't normally get a two-colored outfit at the end. It's normally just, you know, one dress. That's true. And I did like the off the shoulders. Mm -hmm. I like that too. The, the cut of it was really pretty. And it was kind of retro feeling, almost like a like a 40s outfit mm -hmm. or something. Or maybe 60s. Is that the right era? You know? I can see 40s. I don't 50s. know. It, we'll meet in the middle. It was cool. <laughs> 50s. There we go. I just wish I was just like, why are you standing? You're standing in the cold, staring at this house. I mean, this restaurant, like put a coat on. Well, she wasn't ex totally expecting to go out there. But yeah, I think we both maybe gave this a nonsense. I gave it a nonsense. I thought you were going to give it a love because you actually really liked it. I thought here's the thing. When I first ranked all these, I gave them all love. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's not right. So then I went back through. Every every Lifetime movie or every movie this weekend? Every movie this weekend, except for one. Oh, okay. But then I went back through and I changed them. So I switched this to a nonsense. Even though I liked parts of it, All right. I don't know that Fair enough. I really want to watch it again. Okay. The guy was really cute, though. Oh, yeah. Really liked him. <laughs> we didn't even talk about him, really, other than his accent. But his face was pretty. It was. And he saw our stories about him. <laughs> Oh, it makes you feel good. So that's it for A Taste of Christmas. Next up, we have Feliz Navidad, which we weren't going to talk about because Carrie hasn't watched it. Nope. 
I didn't really have time. But I watched it. You did watch it. Yeah, I did watch it. I guess I'll do a short a short thing. It was okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought. It does have awkward pacing where the people wait too long before they speak to each other. It's very odd. That's Feliz Navidad. Threes across the board, and this was my one nonsense that was never a love. <laughs> Mario Lopez, does he boost up anything for his dimples? Boost up anything. Like your near scoring. Do your scoring get, get any higher? Oh, nope. <laughs> Carrie, I'm, I'm not getting any of these jokes. I know. I think it's because I'm literally exhausted right now. Everybody's going to be like, this is the worst podcast ever. Why would we ever listen to this? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're going to save it with Homemade Christmas, the last Lifetime yeah. movie of the weekend. Yeah, this one, I have some notes. Like, the guy I didn't love. There were only two spots where mm -hmm. I actually really liked him. But I was curious to ask you, at the beginning, did you feel like you had a really hard time figuring out who was going to be the guy? No. Okay. I did because they introduced the they introduced the other guy that she's like actually really interested in, like to kind of make the tri love triangle. But then at the office, there were two guys. And so I was like, which one of these guys is going to be the guy? Oh, see, you really didn't pay attention to any of these previews, huh? Because they have the well, guy's no, picture. No, I didn't see this preview. Yeah, I know. But I didn't see this oh. preview at all. Gotcha. So that, that, I guess that's why. Yeah. I knew from the picture and I watched part of their live on Instagram. So I knew. Although oh, right. I kind of would have rathered the other, like the friend of the guy more because I thought he was more attractive. Yeah. I was just going to say about the guy, the only two spots I liked is he went into this thing about his childhood. I liked that spot in the, at the very end. kind of liked his speech. But those were the only two spots where it was a high for me, for him. But I did like the girl, too. What do you have to say about her? I really liked her because she kind of has the same job. Like, there's always a Christmas assistant person. So mm -hmm. I just liked her job. I thought she was really nice. I really liked her personality. And the guy was giving her nothing. And I need – I probably need to say that I'm biased against this guy. You already know this because I've already ranted to you about it. But <laughs> – <laughs> After watching the Instagram live that Lifetime, so Lifetime does their Instagram lives before their movie premieres to get you interested in the people in them and to watch the movie. Well, this had the opposite effect for me for the guy because he seemed very disinterested in this live and he almost seemed like he didn't care for this girl either. Like it was like pulling teeth for her to get him to respond or like give her anything to go off of. I just felt for her. It made me really like her, but not this guy. <laughs> so then whenever I watched the movie, I think that's in the back of my head. And I already think didn't find him the most attractive before all of this. So it's like, I don't find you super attractive. Your personality seems not nice. So yeah. Yeah. Didn't care for it. Didn't care for it. I can understand that. And then you mentioned the love triangle. I actually, I pulled this quote from Lifetime site about what this movie was supposed to be about. So as a reminder, the last sentence is like, but when the opportunity arrives to save a Christmas party and dazzle her crush, she must choose between the man of her aspirations and Mr. Right. This was not what this movie was about. <laughs> I wish there was more of this love triangle, her trying to impress this guy. But for me, it was more about her just helping this dude with his toy store which doesn't get a mention in this mm -hmm. synopsis at all. So no. it was very misleading for me and not the movie I wanted to watch. 
Yeah, I agree. That doesn't line up. And I actually kind of loved her job. What I liked about it is I was like, oh, at the beginning, I was like, she's like the Olivia Pope of Christmas assistants. You know, like instead of just the regular assistant job, she's going in and saving the day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was very impressed. That was a cool take on something that's done, you know, super regularly. Yeah, because she doesn't just go in and like decorate. She goes in when the pets have torn down your tree and all your cookies have burned down in a fire and you have family arriving in 20 minutes. Like she goes in and saves the day. Yeah, it was cool. I did have a couple things. First of all, she went home one day and they're making this gingerbread house. That thing was so cool. Mm, Yeah. Did you you see that part? It was like they had like a mock-up of it. And then like the actual thing. And I was like, I love this gingerbread house. I wish I could make something like this. My mind is stuck on the gingerbread house and kind of the opening shots. Like the gingerbread houses that she put on the drink cups. The little tiny ones. Yeah. I thought those were really cute. There were a lot of cute ideas on this one. I did kind of run into the issue of like halfway through the movie. She was like, I have this blog that I want to make into my career or whatever. And after that, it kind of gets clear that this blog is more of like a DIY blog. Mm -hmm. But I really felt like I thought this was going to be one of those, how do you make a living outside of Christmas time situations? You know what I'm saying? But my guess is, is that since she can do all of these things, she can do them outside of Christmas. It just happens that this is Christmas and it's like her busiest time of the year. Yeah. But I did have that concern at first. And the the guy who was like guy of her aspirations, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, did, when he kissed her on the cheek, did you think that that was the most awkward cheek kiss ever? I just felt like everything between them was awkward. I did not feel anything between them. I agree. And then he brought her flowers at one point up to the toy store. Mm, and they were yeah. the fakest flower you have flowers you have ever seen in your life. I didn't notice that. I thought it was kind of nice that he brought her those flowers and then he brought her that record. When she sniffed them, I could really tell that they were fake. Huh. And I don't think they were meant to be fake. I think they were meant to be real flowers. Mm -hmm. I just think the props people did a poor job of picking flowers. I mean, that could be true. I didn't notice, so I can't say one way or the other. Well, this one I was really paying attention to. (laughs) (laughs) You were really paying attention this weekend. Calling everyone out. Yeah. So I'm I'm good to move on to ratings. Okay. Well. How did you rate these? I gave it a three for the storyline. It would have been a four if it had been the actual love triangle storyline. Because I like those things. I gave it a three mm-hmm. for style because I really don't remember anything. Although, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I did like her red dress at the party. But that's that was still pretty. not enough for me to bump it up. Yeah. I gave it a four mm-hmm. for setting. Because this was shot in February of this year, pre-COVID, and they actually had real snow and it was really cold. So I liked that it was actual, true to life, not fake. So I got a four for the setting. And then three candy canes because I didn't feel the Christmas even though we were in a toy store and she literally did Christmas stuff. (laughs) Not enough Christmas for me. That's so funny because I thought you would have rated this higher. I wanted to. I felt like there was a lot of Christmas decor stuff. Did you see? So when they went to the party and they before they Mm -hmm. had the awkward dance scene, he kind of hid behind these ornament things. Did you see that? I don't remember him hiding. There had been some 
ornaments hung by strings. And I thought, those are really cool. And then he ended up kind of like slipping behind them when he saw her walk in. Like he was like looking out the window of trying to be avoiding to be seen for whatever I definitely don't remember him doing anything that like that when she walked in. I thought he was standing at a table with her friend. He was, but then the friend came out around, went and said hi to her, and he dropped back Mm -hmm. off to the side. Doesn't ring a bell, even though I watched it this morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Oh, man. So what did you give it? Anyway, I liked those ornaments is my point. I gave it threes for everything except for four candy canes. Oh. So we were very similarly. We gave them at least one four. Yeah. And I changed it. I I never changed it, but I'm out nonsense. (laughs) I'm nonsense. No love for you. All right. So that wraps up. Except for before you changed it. Before I changed it. That wraps up our Lifetime movies. Yes, it does. We're on to Hallmark movies, which was much better this weekend than Lifetime. Agreed. So we have A Nashville Christmas Carol, the one I feel like everyone was looking forward to because it has a lot of country music stars in it. I was actually really surprised at the roles that people played in this movie. Like you had mentioned, oh, well, like Kix Brooks and Kimberly, they're the they're the ghosts of whatever. And I was like, so I kind of knew that was coming, right? Mm-hmm. But I actually was kind of expecting perhaps that Sarah Evans or Raylan would like play themselves. Oh. And neither one of them played themselves. You thought Sarah Evans would be Sarah Evans. Yes. No. But it didn't work into the storyline. But I just thought it was like, I I kind of expected since there were so many names that one of the names would be themselves. Yeah. I think the only one I thought might have been themselves was Winona. But otherwise... But she was playing a she's playing a deceased person, so a live yeah. person can't play a deceased person. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh boy. So that's interesting. I didn't think I don't know that I, I thought anybody would play their parts. Speaking of kicks, Brooks, this is just a random tidbit that I saw. Uh, I guess his son is the one who wrote the story and Produced it, directed it. Oh. Yeah. So that would explain how kicks came to be in the movie. Yeah. Because it was kind of random. Yeah, which is an odd choice. I know. Like, who's thinking about kicks Brooks these days? Not that I don't think he's awesome or anything, but (laughs) kind of random. Well, and it's not even like Kimberly Williams Paisley. She has the Brad Paisley connection to country music, but she is an actress. And she's been in Hallmark movies. Winona Judd. Yeah. And Winona Judd... I think of her as a singer. I don't know if she's been in any other movies, but her sister is an actress, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that there's a, like a kind of a connection there, but I think it's cool to get the big names. Yeah. That was kind of the best part of the movie was all of the stars, particularly Kimberly Williams Paisley for me. I just loved her in here and I wish she had more airtime. I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but they spent about half of the movie in Christmas past. And then it's like yep. 15 minutes in Christmas Present, which is Kimberly Williams Paisley's character. So I was a little disappointed in that. I was like, come on. Who's that? She's who I wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised that they put... I'm, I'm surprised they didn't flip them. But I kind of liked her being in the secondary role because she got to play this over-the-top mm-hmm. funny character. That's true. 
And he probably would not have done as good of a job in that character as she did in that character. Because he was kind of playing someone who's probably more like himself. Hey, darling. You know, like. I think it made sense that he's Christmas past because he's like older. And then, you know, she's present. She's younger. True. I just wish maybe the time of the movie, the past didn't get as much airtime. But I mean, if we think it to the original Christmas Carol, I don't know. I feel like normally the past and present kind of get equal. But that could be wrong. Well, I think they do, but I think the way that this this specific story was written, I feel like she had all these different points that she had to go back to in the past mm-hmm. to reconcile things. Yeah, that's true. That that's the reason they spent so much time in the past. It's not it's not because they didn't want to give like this, you know, whatever. It was really because she had like the way it was written, there were several points that she had to like you had to learn about her mom and you had to learn about why they don't like each other anymore and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And then so Kimberly can deliver her lesson, which kind of made me tear up. Probably not tear worthy, but whenever she delivered her like big thing to Jesse Tram's character, I was like, oh, I felt it. Yeah. I don't know that I teared up, but I did really like, I liked a lot of this movie, actually. I felt like... There was a lot that was super relatable, especially this idea that, you know, like the the old saying is like, there's always three sides to a story, her side, his side, and what really mm-hmm. happened. So I feel like that gave you, it really gives you a look into that concept that like our perception of things are not always what we think they are. And we're bringing stuff from our past into our perceptions of things, but it's lighthearted right it's not like super heavy yeah it's the hallmark channel not movies hallmark movies and mysteries (laughs) right (laughs) although i will say is it just me or was jesse's character like really upset about something that she both of you guys are peons at this point and you're mad about something (laughs) oh yeah that like he doesn't have any power to so the conflict between them is that he told her he would try to help her with a job and then she inserts herself into that situation and gets told no you're we're going with someone else and then she's upset with him because he didn't stand up for yeah her. we're going with someone else with more experience because like, she like was 20 years old or yeah. something <laughs> and she's pushing herself into the conversation like let him do his like let him try mm-hmm. He's literally just found out that this girl is getting signed with this company. And you're going to the person who signed the girl and being like, oh, I can't wait to work with you. I just felt like it was a little, a little much. She was a little much. I just didn't. Yeah. I mean, Jessie's just not my favorite. She's not my least favorite or anything, but you know. Yeah. This is random, but have you heard or read anything about Sarah Evans and like kind of her, her personality or how she acts? Around people? No. Okay. Well, I have seen some things. Fill me in because now I'm. I have just seen some things that say she's not very nice or can be hard to work with or that kind of stuff, which you never know if it's true or not. But I I just, her character in this movie made me think of that because I don't think, I didn't think she was always very nice, especially to Ray Lynn's character. So I just felt, I don't know, where I didn't really like her. Which is terrible because I do like Sarah Evans and I like her music, but I just didn't get a good feeling from her in this movie. Yeah, I felt like my issue with her in this movie was more that she wasn't a very well-experienced 
actress. Like, I didn't think she delivered her lines well. Mm. So, like, lines that I think were well-intentioned toward Waylon came across as not super well-intentioned because the acting wasn't, like, the emotion behind it wasn't really there. It was kind of flat. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's the case then. I can never really tell between good acting and bad acting unless it's, like, very, very obvious. Which even then, I may not be able to tell. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I just felt like it was very forced when she delivered her lines mm-hmm. for most of the movie. Now, her singing was fabulous. Yeah. I'm curious to know how she got the job. I'm curious to know how they chose which country stars to pick. Yeah. I wonder how also, I think Raylan, I mean, I don't know country music that well anymore, like current mm-hmm. country music, but Raylan's pretty young, so she was probably a relatively easy one to pick. Right. Yeah. Like you want to go with one that's an up and coming that people kind of already like that will draw attention. She was on The Voice. Oh. Yeah. She was on The Voice season two. So you're getting an even bigger audience probably. Yeah. But she's still, I guess, she's still like up and coming, I suppose. Definitely still young. She's only 26 years old. So. Yeah. But I liked Ray Lynn. I kind of wish she was in it more too. And I really loved her dress at the end, which we talked about. I liked her dress at the end. I did not love Sarah Evans dress. I thought it was pretty and sparkly. It was a pretty dress. I just didn't think it was the most flattering. I think they could have picked something that was more flattering. But it wasn't bad. No. I had two things. One is I liked Wes Brown's character a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought he was very likable throughout the whole thing. And I really, they got better as the movie went on. I really hated the first transition where she goes back to the past and it's like these fake, it was like the worst graphics ever. And I felt, I was like, oh, please don't let this be the whole thing. But they did do different transitions as they went. They weren't all the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it got better for me. Yeah, the first one was kind of a shock where it's like this CGI snow and she get gets whisked away. Yes. So that's all I've got. I gave this a four across the board. I gave it, for some reason, I gave it a three for style. But I could probably up that to four and make it all fours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't have to. Because everything else is four. (laughs) I think the style one, I really liked Jesse's coats for whatever reason in Mm -hmm. this movie. I was very drawn to them. I thought she looked really nice. And I don't love her as a blonde because I feel like the blonde hair kind of washes out her face. Mm -hmm. But I liked the white coat on her, which you would think would wash her out even more. (laughs) But I actually... I actually liked it. I don't know why. All I can imagine is, didn't she wear a blue coat? Or am I imagining? Yes. Because okay. I thought the blue coat was pretty. Which I also really liked. So, mostly fours. And she had like a red jumpsuit on at one point too, I think. That was cute. I don't remember that. Maybe it wasn't this movie. Maybe it was one of the other movies. It could be. She's been in a lot this year, I feel like. Or just one of the other ones this weekend. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, it was funny that... This is not movie related per se, but none of these country music stars released new Christmas music in conjunction with them starring in a major Hallmark movie about music. Like this seems like a, yeah, that's odd. a prime opportunity to promote yourself and they all missed it. Like the only one who released music was Wes Brown, who is not, you know, the country singer. So it is very confusing. And he's not even singing in this movie. No, he doesn't. And I thought at least Hallmark. Neither does Jesse. Nope. And she sang in the country harvest thing. Country at heart. That's what it is. Yeah. So it's just very weird. And I thought that they would at least release Sarah Evans and Ray Lynn's song that they sing. Nope. Nothing. Mm-hmm. 
Shame on you, Hallmark, and all these country music stars' managers. Like, you legit couldn't record one cover of a Christmas song? Yeah, it's odd. It was very weird. I mean, it would have been nice to have gotten a couple, like, maybe even, like, Winona and Kix singing a song together. Mm -hmm. That would have been really cool. Agreed. Or you, like, randomly throw Brad Paisley (gasps) in on a duet that you really, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of opportunities there. And it's not like these people don't have a lot of time. (laughs) How hard, like, Taylor Swift dropped a whole freaking album in quarantine. So I just... Yep. I don't get it. I marked this movie as a nonsense. BT dubs. I figured you were going to do that. I marked it as a love because I actually really enjoyed it. I was, I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping I was going to enjoy it, but I didn't enjoy it. I didn't dislike it enough to like, I felt like mark it down to a nonsense. Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would either because I even stayed up and watched this live. You did. Oh, well. Moving on to the angel tree which you were excited about moving on to the angel tree (laughs) hear that excitement um yeah i well i actually thought this movie was surprisingly funny for it being a movies and mysteries movie i kind of adored lucas bryant as dad joke extraordinaire yes i loved it (laughs) because he was puns all over all over and it was just like one after the other and the coffee beans names i think kind of like it like laid the groundwork pun intended (laughs) but then it took you a second to get there didn't it it did well i've been slow on all your jokes this episode so (laughs) no surprise it's okay i landed one even though it was delayed I, I felt like the, the coffee beans set the precedent that this was going to happen. And then he kept doing it and kept doing it. And it wasn't like he like laid off because people don't find it funny. He's like, you know what? This is just who I am. I'm going to lean into it. it. And I felt like he delivered them great. I agree. Yep. I, well, I loved Lucas and Jill together. I feel like they make a great couple and team. So I wouldn't mind seeing them together more. And I think this might be my favorite lucas bryant movie because i just loved his character so much and i think this is the best he's looked even though he's like he has the beard and he looks more yeah so he looks more mature but it works for him i agree i thought i liked him a lot in this i liked them a lot together and i think i'm with you i think that he's one of these people because he is so tall Mm -hmm. i think it's easy for him to look super thin his face is long his body is long. He's thin as it is. I think it just makes him look thinner. And I think the beard kind of gave his face a little more meat a little bit. Or Fullness, something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It didn't make him look as thin. Because he can he can sometimes, I felt like I think in Country at Heart, he looked kind of hollow in his cheeks. Yeah, I can see that. And I, I think the beard kind of covered that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was what it was. For once, Hallmark style team did a good job. <laughs> yes. His character is very likable in this movie. And he is like hardcore. You're not going to find out who Angel is. Like he is like, okay, you're going to try. I'm going to stop you. And it was like a competition and I loved it. Yeah, it was the funniest thing. He's like so actively, I'm not going to let you succeed calling other people to tell them not to help her so she wouldn't succeed <laughs> like you know it's messing with her job but yep. at the same time you loved it and you didn't mind <laughs> i will say though the only downfall that i have about him 
was the song that he sang. Oh, I thought and that was weird. it's not even the lyrics because I thought the lyrics were funny. I thought it was an awkward scene. Yeah, but his voice was weird too. My mom was like, that is not good. <laughs> <laughs> he went from country at heart. Duke's Sterling. Sorry to call you out. <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't feel like it was good. And it was really awkward. Like, it, I think it would have been better if he would have sang like a... The scene itself, I agree, was awkward. It would have been better, I think, if he would have sang a real Christmas song Mm -hmm. instead of a made-up one. But I guess the made-up one played into this character about the puns. Yeah. But he for sure was selling his coffee. For sure. He's a a good salesman. It's delicious, guy. (laughs) (laughs) I actually uh, also liked the children. They they did good again with having the kids because I really liked her daughter. Like, she was awesome. And then his nephew was sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that one didn't land either. He was mm-hmm at the beginning. Oh, uh, okay. I'm like, okay. What is- <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Yo, I am off tonight, and this is making this whole podcast harder. <laughs> I th- And I thought the kids were cute together. I liked how he pulled her. She pulled him out of his shell. Sadness mm-hmm. shell. They were cute. They were mimicking their mother and uncle. Let's see the sequel between them in 20 years. I will say also the milita- there's a military mom in this one, so be prepared. I know. Another military Movies and mysteries parent. love to do that. It's like a, a calling card for them. We need to have the sad family member away. Okay. I gave this a four for storyline because I thought it was cute. Even though I don't care for reporter movies, but this is a little different. I gave it threes for style and setting because nothing really stood out to me. And I gave it four candy canes because they did a lot of Christmas like good deeds and stuff. I gave this fours for set and style. I can't think about why I did style. I probably could have gone a three, but there was something about it that made me do four and I don't know what it was. Set. I just liked the little town for whatever reason. I just really like mm-hmm. the little town with the tree in the middle. And then I actually gave it a five for storyline in Christmas. I thought that I liked this storyline better than others, uh, like other reporter ones, because even though she was a reporter going there to do it, she was kind of finding out about herself, you know, like, because this is her, her history, like rather than like your blog where you're going to somewhere new or you're, you know, whatever. It was like, this is something she's learning something about her own story that she just didn't ever really realize was happening. And, mm-hmm. and I just really liked the concept of, honestly, I didn't, I'm not going to spoil it, but I, I was not expecting there to actually be an angel and there is an angel. I was actually expecting it to be the angel squad, like just the group of people in town who do it. Like the town folk just come together and do it was what I was actually expecting it to be when I first started watching it. And then about halfway through, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I see this hint here. You know, like, I think it might be this person. But I was actually like, you're the angel. You did all these things at the end. There were so many like wishes that the it was going to be hard to do. So she like puts everybody together and the town starts doing them. And I just felt like, hello, you're the angel this year. (laughs) Everybody's the angel who worked on this. You're the angel. You're the angel. I'm, I'm Oprah handing out angels here. (laughs) I know. I mean, that's really what it was though. Yeah. 
And I just really love the concept of the giving the gifts to people and the stories that they did, like the one where the dog got the treatment. <sighs> Catch, like, get me. And so that I think up to the candy canes for me because I just really loved this idea of giving to people and making their wishes come true. Yeah, it was sweet. So it was a love for both of us. Yes. The first love. Woo! Actually, it wasn't the first love, but it's my first love, I think. Yeah. The next Hallmark movie is The Christmas House, the much anticipated Christmas house. Yes. (laughs) This is like the most promoted Christmas movie of the season, but for good reason, because it was pretty good. Yeah. And I think Jonathan Bennett did a lot to promote this as well. I feel like he has talked more about his movie than any else has he probably was like put two or three or four people together and that's how much he has talked about this movie like they did dances they did they did so much he did so much stuff about this movie yeah he has done way more than any other stars about their movies the only other movie i can think that's had a lot of press and stuff although not as much as what jonathan did is the uss christmas that's coming up i've seen a lot from jen lily and trevor donovan for like true months now (laughs) but that's about the only one but the ironic thing is jonathan i did not get as much jonathan in this movie as i wanted i figured he would be the secondary storyline compared to robert's character Uh but he was really more like the third storyline and i don't know I just felt like he wasn't in it as much. Yeah, I felt like because their characters were gay, they kind of downplayed it some as to not shock the audience. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, that's what it felt like. Like, Hallmark's like, okay, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do it in phases. So at a weekend every... Uh, wedding every weekend we're just gonna have one of the couples be gay and then you know then we're just gonna do this one and then we're gonna so the next one it I would guess would be more you know what I'm saying that's how it felt to me yeah but I mean they actually had Jonathan and Brad kiss so like once you've shown them kissing but they weren't primary well I didn't expect them to be primary I still expected Robert to be quote-unquote the lead because you know, he still had to fall in love with somebody. But Jonathan could have been more than at least the parents' storyline. I don't know. I just feel like he could have been in it more. And also, Brad, who played his husband, was hardly in the movie at all either. Like, even when Jonathan was around, his husband wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) So, still a big step for Hallmark. That's just how I felt about that. Moving on from that, I actually, like I said, really liked this movie. I was really interested to know what was up with the parents. Like, I had a lot of different theories on what was going on. I don't know about you. Well, my mom mentioned, and I guess I had missed this. So we watched part of this one together and then we had to stop watching. Um, And she's like, oh, they're like the very first scene where Robert's back at home. She's like, oh, there's an issue between the parents. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're just selling the house, mom. And she's like, no, the dad's watch was in his bedroom. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I did not see that at all. I don't know what I was paying attention to, but it was not it was not the details of what was going on on this television screen. <laughs> so she got she caught on to it really fast. The dad's watch was in the room, Robert's room? Yeah, like he had been sleeping in there or something, I guess, was the... See, I didn't even catch that. I caught in the very first scene when they're Skyping him or whatever. And they're like, oh, you need to come home. We're going to do the Christmas house. And she had a look on her face 
and kind of the dad. So I was like, ah, sums up here. I thought, so here are my, here are my three theories, which I don't think spoil anything because these are the three theories I had. (laughs) And I won't (laughs) tell you if they're correct or wrong. So my first theory was, is that the mom found out she had like cancer or something was going to die. So this was going to be their last Christmas together. Then I thought it was going to be the dad who found out he had cancer or something and it was going to be their last Christmas together. Then I thought, okay, it's not going to be that serious. They're just getting a divorce. So those were my three theories. And I was like, what's it going to be? Surely they can't kill anyone, right? Like it was a whole thing. So I was just really invested in these parents' story. Well, and I just thought they were selling the house. (laughs) Oh, Carrie. (laughs) I, I was not like... Well, because I think what it was for me is I I actually was not really paying attention to the parents as much. And maybe this is why I didn't feel as strongly about it as you did with the Jonathan Bennett not really being in it. But I loved the relationship between the brothers. Oh, yeah. They were hilarious together. I loved them. And like I was so wrapped up in their dynamic. I think I just kind of everything else kind of like I didn't catch on as much because I was like when I was when they were on the screen together I was super focused and then maybe my brain like wandered during the other parts <laughs> that's funny because I also I really love their brother relationship and that's why I felt Jonathan wasn't in it as much because we didn't get a ton of it we got like really two main scenes with them together I wanted more of that but they needed to have Robert fall in love with someone, which I liked that girl. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> but yeah. Well, I feel like they could have gone without there were flashbacks in this. Yeah, which I don't surprised think we me. really needed the flashback. No, I don't think so either. So they could have filled that with another brother's scene. <laughs> yeah. Didn't care for the flashbacks. There was like four of them, I think. Four brother scenes or flashbacks. No, four flashbacks. Well, there was definitely two with the parents and two with Robert. They didn't have any flashbacks with Jonathan. Yeah, they did. They had the one where Jonathan is baking with the mom and Robert comes in. But that wasn't really like important to Jonathan's life. Like the other flashbacks were like major moments. It made him, he's a baker. Oh, he's a baker? I felt like that this was the, he was a baker and the whole reason, because she makes the comment, yeah, you learned everything you need to know about your business by Christmas baking or spending Christmases in the kitchen with me. Okay. I must have been distracted during that part because I missed the part where he was a baker. So I guess that makes sense. (laughs) They were, he was, they were renovating his restaurant or whatever to be opened. And he was like, I'm missing it. I did catch the renovating restaurant. I think my favorite scene, though, was actually towards the beginning when they have their strategy session on how to get the Christmas house started. I just thought that was so hilarious. Uh huh. Like the whole scene with her and her whistle and her lists. And then like reminiscing about past Christmas houses and like you you really fluffed the garland well that one year. Quality fluffing and just all this stuff. It cracked me up. Yeah. I liked that too. What I thought was funny was the more that this PowerPoint went on, the guys are like, dad doesn't know how to make a PowerPoint. He's like, I took a class down at the library. That was not a PowerPoint. That was like a video presentation. This is what Property Brothers does when they show you what they're going to do to your house on HGTV. <laughs> Yeah, it was very professional. Yeah, I thought that was really cute, too. I love that he teaches the little boy magic that 
he shared with mm-hmm. the like the, him and the mom did magic stuff together and i i loved that the little boy that boy caught on to those magic tricks fast oh yeah it was very impressive oh i also thought it was kind of funny kind of the commercials that robert shot as his acting persona like there's the one for her to help her realty uh-huh. business and then there's the one at the very end that you weren't expecting where he's like the grift body spray. Oh, yeah. I just thought that was funny yeah. and a cute little I nod. thought those were funny. I thought all of his acting was over the top. So when the movie started, I was like, what is going on here? I was like, I don't know what's happening because I don't think I remembered. <laughs> you couldn't you- tell it was a fake thing? No, I didn't think it was real. I was like, this is so over the top. But I didn't realize that one of the characters was an actor. Like, I don't, I didn't remember reading that in the promos or seeing it in, like, the preview that we saw mm-hmm. of it. So I was like, this almost doesn't seem like the right thing, but that's that's clearly him. And I just was, like, a little thrown off. I was like, what's going on? And then, and then I was like, okay, they're, but it was, like, so incredibly over-the-top acting, as were all of his commercials. Yeah, that's what made it so funny. Okay, well, I gave it all fives and a love. Like this was Christmas to the max. I did not. I gave store. I gave storyline and Christmas five. The set I gave a four. I don't know why I didn't give it a five, but I. How didn't. can you get in- and style? I just gave it three because I didn't really what. I'm just saying. I guess if you're counting, you're separating out the house plain as setting and the house completely decorated as a Christmas house as candy canes. Because otherwise, I feel like it needs to be a five. Well, the set doesn't have to be Christmas related, though. The set was kind of plain. If you take away any of the Christmas stuff, it was a super boring house. Yeah, but I mean, the set is where they hang out. You didn't really see anything else anywhere. Yeah, but the whole house didn't have furniture in it half the time. I still count it as a five. Carry on. I don't know. I just. (laughs) (laughs) Join us next week for our fights over whether things get what what score is appropriate or not. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I thought the style, I gave a three. And because nothing really like, I can't remember anything that anybody wore that was, the girl had that one red dress as as the flashback but I was not interested in the flashbacks at all. She wore a lot of berets and I liked her magician's dress at the end. Oh yeah, there was that sparkly moment that she had. Yep, the big reveal. I was kind of hoping that he was going to propose to her through the magic. How cool would that have been? That would have been way too soon. I'm glad he did not propose. They've known each other their entire lives. They haven't seen each other in like 20 years. My parents got married after three weeks of dating. So that was a different time, Carrie. (laughs) There is there is people marrying people on television who've never even seen each other. (laughs) This is true. And I do like watching those shows, but (laughs) I am glad there wasn't a proposal. I, I think that that would be a great part two. Can we do a part two where he proposes with magic? I would agree. I second the sequel because I think it would be, I would like to follow up on this family. I mean, they do something at the end where you kind of see stuff, but I wouldn't mind seeing more because I liked all of them. Yeah. And I gave this a love. I'm guessing you gave this a love. All the love. Ta-da. All right. Last movie. We agree on something. I think we're going to agree on this one too. The Godwink Christmas, Second Chances, First Love, the third installment in the Godwink Christmas franchise. And Sam Page and Brooke Dorsey. Do you know 
What? There was a quote. So I watched God Wink first thing this morning, and then the last movie I watched with Christmas House, and I noticed there was a there was a quote that he made about I can't have a second chance at my first love because they it was never my first love, and I thought it was super ironic that they played these movies on the same night, and that had that quote in it. I didn't even notice that, but good catch. <laughs> Anyway, Sam Page and Brooke Dorsey are super cute together. Like, super cute. They are. And I just really like this movie. She wore a lot of berets. I don't think I even really noticed that until you mentioned it. I was doing multitasking while I was watching this movie. So it felt a little slow, but I wasn't sure if it felt a little slow because I was multitasking or because it was a little slow. Yeah, and I can't really help you because... I didn't feel like it was really slow, but I mean, I guess I can kind of see. I don't know. Well, I didn't feel like it was. I didn't feel like it was really slow. I felt like it was a little like it wasn't so slow that I was not interested, but it just felt I don't know. And then I felt like maybe I'm just not paying enough attention. So I'm not getting this like because I'm doing these other things. Maybe I'm not getting enough of the storylines to. Yeah, let's go with that. You know, I think that was the case. (laughs) It's a definite possibility. (laughs) Did you at least catch their hug? Did I catch their hug? It was kind of towards the beginning when they're catching up. They hugged each other? What am I supposed to catch about this? Oh, my gosh. Did you not feel the emotions? Like, oh, my gosh. They hugged for a while and, like, she kind of, like, cuddled into him and then he didn't want to let her go and he, like, felt like he was feeling it. It's like they didn't have a kiss before the end in this movie, but this hug almost felt like a kiss before the end. Because I felt the emotions there. I was like, oh. They almost kissed on the mountain. Yeah, but they didn't. So anyway, I definitely loved their hug. Like, this is what I have to look forward to (laughs) on a Sunday night. (laughs) (laughs) Watching two Hallmark people hug and being like, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll go back and try to watch it because... You know, I still have it. Maybe I'll try to rewatch that part and see. Then I can message you and be like, you're so Maybe right. you'll get the feels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie also made me tear up at the end because it was sweet. But it didn't make me... I feel like... Well, I shed the most tears in the second Godwink movie. For sure. Just because. Oh, my gosh. The storyline was... It was hard. It was tough. But very, very sweet. But the first movie, I can't remember how much I cheered up at it. I'm guessing I probably did, right? But this third one, I definitely did. I think I teared up a couple of times in the first one. Yeah, so I guess it did its job. You know, the movies and mysteries. Okay, let's rate this thing. I don't have any ratings for this one because I forgot. Oh, okay. Well, I gave it a five for storyline because I really, I just really love these Godwink stories. I really love Godwinks. I need some Godwinks. Um, <laughs> and then four for setting. Because I thought it was a cute town. Three for style and four candy canes because I just wanted to give it four candy canes. And it was a love. I agree with those. I think that those are solid. All right. And then last thing, we're going to rank these real quick. Number one was the Christmas house. I agree. Number two is Godwink Christmas. Three is Angel Tree, which I feel like you might have to switched. I felt like Angel Tree and Nashville Christmas Carol and Godwink were all very close for me. So I did Angel Tree, then Nashville Christmas Carol, then Godwink. Oh. But they were not like super far off. Okay. Yeah. So I did Godwink, Angel Tree, and then Nashville. We all agree Hallmark was better this weekend. Yes, we do. 
Because then we get to A Taste of Christmas, Homemade Christmas, and then Feliz Navidad. I had probably put homemade above A Taste of Christmas, and I didn't even add Feliz Navidad to mine. So I think we're pretty similar. Yeah. This was a good weekend overall. Hopefully that means this Thanksgiving week of movies is going to be great, right? (laughs) Yes, I cannot wait. Since today is technically Wednesday, I cannot wait until... I want to see Christmas at Starlight so bad. Oh, me too. I I really hope it doesn't let me down. I really hope it doesn't. Because, you know, we me have too. thought that movies were going to be so funny based off the preview. A him never kissed a man in a Christmas sweater. <sighs> Failure. So I hope that doesn't happen yep. with this one. Me too. Me too. <laughs> On our next episode, we're going to be talking about the December movies. Yay! The December movies we know about. Yes. We're probably going to end up having not mentioned some that happened because we don't know about them yet. And we probably won't know about them till December, you know, whatever. Until they're airing three days before. Pretty much because Hallmark scheduling sucks. Yep. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.